This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. Now, this episode's a little bit of a different one. See, I'm actually recording this introduction to the episode in my hotel room on the evening after I presented at Click Engage Convert Conference down in Melbourne, Australia. Now, today was awesome. I presented a presentation called From Storytelling to Selling, Building a Full Funnel Video Strategy. And this is the first time that I actually presented this particular presentation and it was received really well. And as a result, I thought now is the perfect opportunity to actually share this presentation or the audio from this presentation with you guys, the Engage Video Marketing Podcast listener. So I I know you're gonna get value from this. Now remember, of course, this was a live presentation. So there were slides, there were some visuals, but you will absolutely get the gist as I share all about the power of understanding video from a funnel perspective where you're understanding how you can map your video content that you're creating for your brand or business or brands and businesses that you're creating content for and actually align the content you're creating to the customer at the right time in the journey they go to buy from you. And that's what I call my full funnel video strategy. Now there's some more information about that where you can find over it the online video strategy community as part of Engage Video Marketing. And if you're interested in joining that community, just head over to engagevideomarketing.com slash community. This is a free Facebook group where we share and I jump in there and actually share more information about what we're talking about to do with online video strategy. So I'd love for you to join that community. But for now, let me tell you about Click Engage Convert, the conference that I spoke at today here in Melbourne. Now, Click Engage Convert is the brainchild of Lauren Bartley from Impactivate. Now, Lauren, her story is quite interesting because she's actually been traveling over to social media marketing world from Australia all the way over to the US to attend that conference for the last four years. And ever since her first year of attending social media marketing world, she realized that this is something that Australia needs. Australia needs a leading digital marketing conference that's not a pitch fest that is all about providing value and bringing together the best in social media and digital marketers into the Australian landscape. And that's what she decided in 2018 to do. So we saw the birth this year of Click Engage Convert. Now this conference is in its first year, but it was great, it was fantastic. There was 150 people from all over Australia who came together to share in some great information from some leading experts. And I guess I was one of those today, but there were, I was joined by some amazing people from Google, from active campaign, Facebook messenger bot experts, SEO experts, some incredible people who just watch out because I'm going to be bringing some of those into the engage video marketing podcast very soon. But today I just want to get into the content for you guys because over the next 30 minutes, what you're going to hear is the audio from my presentation where I share 
more about from storytelling to selling, building a full funnel video strategy. And I hope you get a lot of value from listening to this and I can't wait to hear your feedback from this episode. So without further ado, I'm gonna throw to myself, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, from storytelling to selling, building a full funnel video strategy. Before I started my business about nine years ago, I was a high school teacher for seven years. One thing that I learned very quickly as a high school teacher, one thing that every time it happened, the students sat up and paid attention, the sweat wiped off their brow, and very quickly, both I and the students knew that we were in for a good time, is this. <laughs> you with me? There's something about video that gets people to sit up and pay attention. And that thing saved me so many times as a high school teacher. Now, I'm not a high school teacher anymore. Now, I'm a video producer and, most importantly, a video strategist. And I want to share with you today what I believe is at the core of good video content strategy to help you grow your business or your clients' businesses. Does that sound cool? Awesome. Now, when we think about video content online, this is usually what most of us think about. We think about content production. We think about video cameras making content and maybe publishing it somewhere, right? The thing is, there are two other aspects that are critical to this. And the first one is what I call strategy design. Now, strategy design is what happens before you ever roll camera, before you ever create a piece of video content. Now, strategy design is where it should start. The other aspect is strategy management. You can call it what you will, you can call it social media management, you can call it distribution, optimization, whatever, but the strategy management side of things is also critical, and it's at that point of intersection that I call the video marketing sweet spot. Now, the reality is for so many people operating in this space, and I want you to think whether this is you as well, you're probably only doing one of those things, and for many, it's probably just focusing on content production, right? Now, this strategy design side of things is probably where the consultants might come into it, right? So they talk about what you should be doing, but they're not helping you implement. This strategy management side of things are those digital marketing agencies out there that are helping you actually integrate and implement, but maybe they're not talking to you enough about the strategy design and they're probably not getting involved in the content production. Okay, so. For the people in the room that feel that they're handling all of these three things, that's awesome. You guys are probably working in the video marketing sweet spot. Can I get a quick show of hands about who is currently using video in their business or in their organization? Awesome. Keep your hands up, please. Can I get the other hand up if um, you've got a documented video strategy plan for that video content you're creating? Okay, so some, there's still some one hands up. Can I get... Two hands up from anyone who the only video that they've ever created is probably of their cat or their children. Okay, <laughs> all right, cool, that's no worries, cool. So I'm going to hopefully give you some information today that'll help you feel more confident about the video journey you're gonna start. And for those people that are working with video currently, let's get a bit more strategic about the work we're doing and work in the video marketing sweet spot. Now, this, these graphics on, this, on the screen here are what I kind of refer to as the state of video marketing in 2018, moving into 2019 now. The image on the left, can anyone shout out what, what that is? 
the printing press, the Gutenberg press. So the Gutenberg press, widely kind of talked about as being responsible for the democratization of the printed word. Now, democratization meaning it kind of brought the printed word into the hands of the people, right? Prior to that, the printed word, the books, were basically controlled by the clergy, by religious organizations. So thanks to the Gutenberg press, everybody was able to read and potentially make the printed word, right? Now, what has this got to do with video marketing? The reality is that that smartphone in our pocket has brought the image creation, the video creation capability into the hands of everybody. DSLR cameras are affordable. Even high-end 4K you know, uh, cinema cameras are pretty affordable compared to the kind of outlay I paid when I first started my video production company. So the democratization of video production is now in the hands of everyone. And what that results in is this other side of the coin, which is already talked about this morning, which is this idea of overwhelm. The fact is, it's so easy to create video, and there's so many options for creating video. There's so many places where you can put video online and things you can do with video. But what that results in is people not using video or not using video consistently. That overwhelm is very real. Does anyone feel that? I'm going to help you today with that, OK? But I'm just going to add to the overwhelm a little bit first, because this stat is kind of crazy, right? So by 2019, it's predicted that it would take someone 5 million years to watch the amount of video content that will cross IP networks in a single month. Now, that tells me two things. It tells me there's a lot of video out there. It also tells me that a lot of people are watching video. So that's a good thing. The other thing it tells me is that there's a lot of noise out there. So thinking about whether or not the content you're creating is just adding to that noise. I talk about the avalanche of average. You know, we don't want to be bombarding our audience with the avalanche of average content out there. And this is where the next quote, and I love quotes too, everyone loves quotes, right? This is where this next quote is kind of at the foundation of everything that we do within my video strategy agency and what I want to share with you today. is This is by a guy called Sun Tzu who wrote a book called The Art of War about 500 years BC. Obviously, he was writing about war, the real war, not the war that we're undertaking in our marketing with our clients or, or with our customers. But basically, it, it applies today equally well. And that is that strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is a noise before defeat. Let me just break that down for you quickly, because that might resonate with some people straight away. But strategy without tactics, so a, a great plan without great implementation is a slow route to victory. In fact, you'll probably never get there if you don't actually apply tactics when it comes to your video strategy, right? But tactics without strategy is just noise before defeat. And so many people, I see it all the time, are applying video as another tactic. Okay, they're going live on Facebook there posting video on a YouTube channel there. They're creating video content just as a tactic, as a tactic, as a tactic without a strategy. And that is just noise. Avalanche of average. So how can we do this then? Well, let's look at how people are currently doing it for many people. And always come back to the idea of using video when it's the right form of content for an idea. So this is where the conversation needs to start. The problem is this is the conversation that most people have. And it's from a form-driven perspective. So they say, this is kind of the thought process, I guess, that goes through most people's minds. They go, we need to do a video. OK, cool. So what do we do a video about? 
bit of brainstorming happens, everyone gets really excited, okay, awesome, yeah, cool, let's make that video, we'll pay someone to make it for us. And then they publish the video. Cool, they pat themselves on the back, they count how many views they've got, and they move on to the next great idea. Sound familiar? Yeah, a few nods. But I want you guys, after today, to think of video more from a strategy-driven perspective, which is we need to improve X in our business. What do we need to improve in our business or our client's business? Decide on that first and then decide, well, what's the best way to do that? If the answer to that question is video, you define the technical and creative strategy to make that video happen. Just shifting it around a little bit, coming from a strategy-first perspective when it comes to your content. Just a quick mention here, what I'm talking about here is equally true for any content, okay? It's not just video content. Strategy first leads to the right content for the right purpose and used in the right way, yeah? Anyone familiar with Simon Sinek and the concept of the golden circle? Start with the why. I'm not going to go deep into it here because I'm assuming in a room full of marketers you're probably aware of this, so you'd be familiar with this golden circle principle. The idea of Simon Sinek where he talks about that most organisations work from the outside in, but the inspired leaders and organisations communicate from the inside out, starting with the why, communicating how they do it, and then what it is that they actually do. The reality is, and I guess we're just going into a bit of a funnels 101 kind of session here, so for many people there's going to be just nods and yeah, I get this, but I want you to think about how it applies to video. Starting with the why means you're starting with emotion, and that's the way humans work, right? We buy with emotion, we justify that decision with logic and reasoning, right? So if we start with the why, which is what Simon Sinek says, and everyone loves that guy, you know, they, they get inspired by that TED talk. But this is how humans work. So we start with the emotional and then we move through to the rational. This is the basis of a good customer funnel, right? And what that means from a business perspective or from a traditional funnel perspective is that we're starting with awareness. So at that awareness phase of the funnel, we need to be connecting with the emotion that our customer or prospect is feeling. And then as we move towards the sale, which is the rational end of the journey, that's where we need to be considering the purchase decision they're going to make, right? Simple funnel stuff, okay? But when you think about that that's the way that human beings work, it makes a lot more sense. And I'm just going to break this down a little bit more for you and kind of lay it out in a linear fashion. And we move from basically from an awareness of a need where someone's deciding, okay, um, you know, I feel a pain that is going to lead me to start on that journey to actually make a purchase decision. And then when I make that purchase decision, that's when I'm thinking more rationally about things. But it's at this awareness end of the journey where you need to be making that first contact. So when it comes to your marketing and your content, and your videos in particular, this is where we start to see how we can align the video content we create strategically to the stage of the customer funnel that someone's on. So I'm going to break this down for you in really simple terms. And there's kind of, to simplify it, there's kind of three main stages of that journey. And what we want to do across that journey is start at the awareness phase, and that's where we want to engage a prospect. You know, we want to get someone to sit up and pay attention. I talk about getting someone to buy in before you ask them to buy, right? So when you get them to sit up and pay attention, you engage them first. That's the emotional, right? So now they kind of like you, they're kind of, they're along with the journey with you a bit. So then you're in this middle phase of the journey when they're in that consideration phase of the customer journey. Now they're kind of thinking, they know they need to buy something or they're looking to buy something. They're not sure who they're gonna buy from. They're not thinking of a particular brand, but maybe you're starting to appear in their conscious, right? And now you want to elicit some sort of action with them. 
So now the goal is to get them to go on a few further steps with you, to build that relationship. And then as you move through to conversion, to the actual sales side of things, that's where you need to be addressing those rational things that are preventing them from making that sale. Engage, elicit, convert. I kind of liken this to, to dating. Jordana? <laughs> so I kind of liken this to dating, and the reality is in the first date, you're going to dress nicely, you're going to smile, you're going to make eye contact, you're going to tell stories. We're going to get to that in a second. We want people to, to like us, you know, and this is the same with dating our customer, our prospect. So if we do a good job at that first date, then we go on further dates with them, right? And that's where we want to elicit some sort of an action. We want to hold hands. We want to get to know each other a bit more. We want to learn a bit more about each other, learn to trust each other. And then, and only then, we want to go for the conversion. I don't know why I keep looking at you, sorry. <laughs> then and only then we want to go for the conversion. What happens if you go for the conversion first in this dating analogy? <laughs> you, can imagine what, you can imagine what the conversion is in this case, right? But some people say to me, you know, we're talking about moving from the left to the right here, and you've got to start from the left and move through to the right. And some people say to me, well, what about Tinder? It's kind of straight for the conversion, right? Well, the re <laughs> kind of is, but the reality is you still do a, you put a nice profile picture on, and you still need them to elicit an action to swipe right or left or whatever it is. And then the conversion happens, right? It happens quickly. And for many businesses or products, sometimes this journey is quick, but it always starts up this end and moves down to that end, right? It doesn't start at that end. For too many people, when they're thinking about video or marketing or content, they're focused on that end, right? So this is where we're getting to the full funnel video strategy because the reality is that people see, think, then do. Like I said, that golden circle principle, we start with the why, this is the why, and this is the way humans work. We see, think, then do. We don't do, think, then see. Although parents of teenagers maybe think that that happens that way sometimes, right? But it still happens. They're still thinking about it before they do it. So see, think, then do. That's the way we work as humans. So let's bring this to a business perspective. And from, a, I guess, a business goals perspective, there's kind of three things we want to do at each of these three stages of the journey. And that's first, increasing awareness of the brand. So getting people to buy in before we ask them to buy. Then we want to be creating some conversation, establishing some value, establishing some social proof. That's the hand-holding. That's the getting to know each other. That's the meeting the mum and dad, meeting the family, right? And then improving conversion rates and making sales, then that's the goal at that conversion end. So when we're thinking about a strategy for our video content, it makes sense to just line it up with that. So there's three main goals I talk about when it comes to video in a marketing strategy. So any video that you're creating needs to align with one of these goals and thinking about how you're going to be telling different stories and using video in different ways as you move from left to right. So the first goal being brand awareness, the second goal being social engagement, and the third goal being conversions and traffic. I'm gonna break each one of these down for you a bit today as well. But before we get to that, all of that great understanding of customer funnels and all of that means nothing, and it's been brought up a few times today, if you don't know who you're selling to. So if you don't know that person you're dating, it actually ties in nicely with your story just before around you know, not having met that blind date before. Because if you don't know who your audience is, the reality is that you don't know that customer journey that they're going on and you can't sell to them. So you need to know who your audience is. It all starts with Darren. Janelle started with that this morning as well. 
So let's um, map out this full funnel video strategy that I'm talking about. And this is going to form the basis of your video content moving forward, I hope. So it's the same thing, emotional to rational, and in that middle phase, emotional kind of rational. It's partly irrational and you're still thinking emotionally as well, right? So we're moving from left to right. And we start with awareness, okay? So that first goal is, or that first stage of the journey is awareness, and then cons in, into consideration, and then into purchase. And we're gonna add something which is after the sale as well, which is around that advocacy stage of the, of the funnel. Okay, so this is a full funnel. This is a full customer funnel, simplified of course. We're going to start with this first goal of brand positioning, what I call brand awareness before but we're gonna call it brand positioning here. And this is where stories matter. Okay, so this is where the power of storytelling becomes really evident. And I'm going to share with you some strategies for storytelling in a sec. But storytelling is an intrinsically emotional form of communication, right? We tell stories because we wanna connect very quickly on an emotional level with people and move them to take some sort of action. Okay, we know that from a very early age that stories connect on a different way than facts and figures and rational stuff. And at the beginning of the funnel, at the top of the funnel, at that awareness phase, this is where storytelling needs to take place. So how do we tell good stories? How do we tell good branded stories? Let me share with you a little, I'm gonna go quite quickly through this, but let me share with you a little um, strategy that I use, a bit of a framework for telling good stories, and it's based around um, the four P's, the four pillars of storytelling. And this is taken from um, some guys in America doing great work in storytelling called Muse Storytelling, if you want to find out more and dive deeper into the power of storytelling. So the four P's. So when you're thinking about your brand or your client's brand and how we can inject storytelling, I want you to frame it around these four things. The first P is people. So the first thing to kind of brainstorm around that brand story is who are the people that matter to this story? So when we're thinking about a particular brand, we're kind of thinking, is it our staff? Is it our clients? Is it our customers? Is it our suppliers, maybe? Is it you know, the community that we operate in? Whatever it is for your brand, your organization, getting clear on the people is the first step because all good stories have people at its heart and people connect with people, right? So your brand story needs to be clear on who are the people. As we move through into the next one, is place. Stories need a place, a time and a place, right? And when it comes to a brand story, what we wanna be considering is what are the places in which our brand story takes place. Now remember, you are not the hero of your story. Okay, so who, who's the hero of your story? Does anyone wanna hazard a guess? Shout it out. The customer, thank you very much. So you are not the hero of your story, your customer is the hero of your story. The people that you're actually impacting with your brand or business, they should be at the heart of your why behind your business and they are the people who, uh, who really matter to your story. So if that's the hero of your story, the places, you know, it probably doesn't need to be the places where you work. So you know, it might not be your office, but it may be the place where your customer has success with your brand or your product or whatever it may be. I kind of use an idea here, a guy called Joseph Campbell wrote a, um, a book along quite a while back called The Hero with a Thousand Faces and he, he talks about the monomyth or the consistent story structure that's true through from ancient Greek mythology through to you know, Hollywood blockbuster today and just I won't go deep into that but in that storytelling structure he talks about the idea of 
a good story starts in the ordinary world, where your character is in the ordinary everyday world, and then something happens, a call to action happens, that triggers them into the world of the adventure. Okay, so now they're on the adventure. And then certain trials and tribulations happen to them, they vanquish the enemy, and then they return back to their ordinary world as a changed person, right? So whether you understand that the hero of your brand story is your customer, consider that journey and what journey your brand is enabling that person to take. And from a place perspective, I like to kind of look for the ordinary world. So where are they existing, whether it be real places or virtual places, where they live or where they play or where they are living out their lives in the ordinary world? And what is the world of the adventure for your brand? It could be a digital world of adventure, like an app or a platform or a SaaS software. It could be a physical world of adventure where you actually take them into a different space to enable them to do what you do. It may be you know, a world of adventure that your product enables them to create within their own space. So does that make sense? So when we're thinking about places, it's not just like, okay, so we've got Melbourne, we've got our office, we've got our boardroom, we've got you know, a street corner or whatever, wherever it is that you do your work. But thinking about that ordinary world and that world of adventure. Cool? The next P to, to good story structure is purpose. This is where it starts to get a bit harder for people to understand, but your purpose, when it comes to any given story, we're not talking about the purpose of your business or the, the big why behind you, why you do what you do, but it's the purpose of this particular story. So this particular activation or this story that you're trying to tell, you need to be clear on what that purpose is or else it just becomes kind of wishy-washy or Meh. You know, someone watches a video or they read a story and it's just like, oh, I'm not really sure where that was going. You've probably seen that sort of content before because that didn't have a clear purpose. And the purpose, the best way to do that is just brainstorm usually three, four or five keywords. Okay, so you just think to yourself, okay, so what are the keywords that we can all around the table here decide as the purpose for this story? And I kind of focus that around, you know, what do we want someone to do, think or feel after watching this story? So if it's a video, once that video has been watched, what do we want them to do, think, or feel? So is it we want them to feel trust, we want them to feel safe, we want them to feel empowered, we want them to feel um, world class? What do you want them to feel? And just that becomes the purpose of your story. Cool. And then the last P is plot. Now plot, we kind of get where that fits with Hollywood storytelling, with fiction. But when it comes to a brand story, the reality is, without plot, we don't have an engaging story and no one's going to care. Plot is where the stakes come into play. For example, image on the screen here. I could sum this up with saying, and it's a bit of a story, boy, dog, mountain. Okay, you're kind of picturing something, there's maybe a bit of a story for me. It's not an interesting story until I inject plot and say, lost. So now, when you're thinking boy, dog, mountain, lost, it's a more engaging story. Now we care about that boy. Now we care about that dog. We care about what's going to happen next because there's something at stake. So as a brand, how can you inject plot into your story? And this is where you need to be thinking about what are you fighting against? Who is the enemy? What is the enemy? Okay, so when it comes to plot in a brand story, you're kind of thinking to yourself, right, so what is it that gets us out of bed every day that we're fighting against to actually improve in our customers' lives? That becomes one of the key plot points. Okay, so without something at stake for that hero customer in your story, nobody cares. 
So people, place, purpose, plot. I had to go through that fairly quickly based on time today, but if anything you take away from this around how to tell good stories in your business, frame it around those things. Does that help? That makes sense? People, place, purpose, plot. But story is not where it ends because you can tell great stories, and I see this all the time from a video perspective, is a company invests in some great storytelling videos, some beautiful cinematic footage. It's, you know, everyone's amazed by how beautiful it is and tears in their eyes and things like that, but then they, it doesn't actually make the sale. It doesn't move people down the rest of the funnel here to actually make the sale because they're not looking at the full funnel. So as we move from awareness, brand positioning, and storytelling, now we're talking about video content for the purpose of social engagement. And I use the term social engagement really deliberately there because social is human to human. You know, it's conversation. This is the further dates that we're going on with, with our prospect. And engagement means we want to actually get them to pay attention, to, to have conversation with us, and to um, be switched on to, to the message that we have to share. So from a content perspective, this is where you want to be actually providing value with your content. The goal here is creating videos that are all about being helpful. So helpful content is in the center of the funnel. And this is where we talk about creating videos that answer questions, frequently asked questions videos, that educate, inform, or inspire people. Maybe it's using tools like Facebook Live to actually deliver a short mini masterclass on something or to prove your expertise about something. So here we're still connecting on that emotional level, but we're delivering some real rational value to someone. Okay? So value first when it comes to this center, this center's goal, I guess. So social engagement is all about helpful content because the goal of this content is to provide wins to your potential prospects, to your audience, that moves them further down the funnel, right? So we've got them to sit up and pay attention. We've told good stories. Now they kind of know that they like us and want to pay attention to us. And now we're giving value. We're proving our expertise, okay, which means we're positioning rather than prospecting for new customers. And then the next goal is to actually move them down to conversion. So from a video perspective now is where your videos need to be focused on the sale. Okay, so now they are rational videos. I want you to think for these type of videos down at this end of the funnel, these are the kinds of videos that replace the salesperson in a face-to-face -face or bricks and mortar store. If you're interested in buying a fridge, you will walk into Harvey Norman and you'll actually open and shut the door and you'll look at the size of it. The salesperson will come over and tell you things about how amazing these different features are of it. Okay, you're not wanting to be told a story about the fridge because you're already at this buying end of the journey. You don't care about you know, the brand, really. You care about the thing that you're ready to buy now. So now you want to know, does it actually work for me? And that's the kinds of videos you need to be creating here, which are about overcoming those objections to making a sale. Okay, so they do need to be rational. They do need to deliver real value. Okay? So you can see here that the types of videos that we create here, these sales-focused videos, Skip over that. So these sales-focused videos are very different in the way you produce them to these storytelling, these emotional videos. But this is where, ideally, the journey starts with someone. Does that make sense? We're just being really clearly moving people down from left to right. Now, the final phase of this full-funnel video strategy is after-sale. And some of this has been mentioned before, particularly around things that ActiveCampaign spoke about, and, um, and even Dan as well, with bots, 
post-sale, how can you actually aim to provide more value to people? And the goal here is what I call delight. And from a video perspective, what we want to do is to build those relationships. So these are the videos that are purely relationship driven. They're not sales focused. They're not about telling stories you know, in, in highfalutin ways. The idea here is to make them personalized, to make your videos direct, and to make them one to one in a very succinct way. So when we're thinking about client experience, or those delight kind of videos, this is where I look to create videos uh, which celebrate wins. So maybe it's like, hey, you've been with us for a year, yay, we let some balloons go, and that sort of thing, right? So that sort of video which is automated out through your CRM it is really powerful in customer retention, in keeping people in your ecosystem or getting them to buy again. Um, thinking about how you can integrate video in a personal way that aligns with where that person is within your customer ecosystem. Does that make sense? Cool, so when you're thinking about that full funnel, you can see that when you're mapping out any given piece of video content, if you're not actually thinking about which goal you're trying to achieve, then it can be quite messy and just adds to the noise. And chances are, you're not really going to know whether or not the video was successful in achieving anything if you don't know what you're aiming it to achieve in the first place. When you have this strategic approach to your video content before you even get a camera or hire a crew or pull out your smartphone and press that big red button, when you put some thought to this process that your ideal customer is gonna go on to actually buy from you and where you want to be engaging with them along that journey with this particular piece of video content, you need to be clearer then on what that video is actually going to do and what it looks like. So storytelling through to sales and then to post sales, if you're strategic about your video, you're gonna be more successful. So just to wrap up here, I guess what we started with is a lot of people nodding around the idea of video for video's sake. So they're approaching video that they're currently doing from a form-driven perspective. Now we get the understanding now of approaching video from a strategy first perspective. You're all with me on that. Now when you've got that strategy in place, you need to let your strategy drive the content that you actually create, which in turn should inform the places that you put that content. Because the kinds of places you're going to use that delight content, like the platforms you actually use to host that video, is very different to the awareness content, right? I'm not gonna go into detail with that. So that should inform the distribution, and then that should inform the metrics that actually matter. Okay, your awareness content, the metrics that matter are eyeballs, retention rates, how long people have watched your videos for. Your conversion-focused content, the metrics that matter should be Conversion rates should be sales, sales uplift, that sort of thing, right? So when you're strategic about your video, you now are clear on what metrics matter so you can determine the success of your video. Now I've got this as a nice graphic, which is kind of cool. We use this every day in our business with our clients. Um, I'd like to share that with you if you like. Um, you can take a photo of it if you like, and it is in the slides, but if you want to get a, a PDF copy, a high-res PDF of that, just email me, Ben, at Engage videomarketing.com, and I'm happy just to shoot that out to you. You can use that, because hopefully that will help you in your strategy. Thank you. Thank Push the button. Thank you, thank you.
All right, so that's where I leave you today. And I hope you got value from that presentation, the audio recording from this presentation from the Click Engage Convert Conference. If you're interested in more information about the Full Funnel Video Strategy, I encourage you to head on over to engagevideomarketing.com and check out everything that you've got there. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, now is your chance. Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. Now, next week in episode 67 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, I'm excited to be bringing you an interview with Ian Anderson Gray from IAG.me, who's going to be sharing with us all about Facebook Live video. And let me just tell you, Ian Anderson Gray is the guru when it comes to live video. And it's gonna be an awesome conversation about getting over the fear of getting into live video, some of the tips and tools and techniques. And if it's live video is anything that you've ever thought about before, this is a episode you will not want to miss. So I'm gonna sign off now from my hotel room here in Melbourne. And next week, the audio quality will be back to normal as you will expect for the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. And thanks very much for listening. As always, reach out to me anytime at engage underscore Ben or email podcast at Engage Video Marketing. Thanks again for listening. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing. I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through strategic online video. Bye for now.